All right, Mots, we are back. Episode number 160 of The Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. This episode is presented by Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Where the game starts. So what's going on, my man? Not much. Uh, you know, been a bit since we chatted here. I'm sure you were busy with, um, you know, kind of holiday tournaments and all that stuff. Uh, anything else happening? Uh, actually, Cushing and Thea did play against one. I, I should have uh, reached out and had a little wager with you. Yeah, that would have been easy money. <laughs> <laughs> was, it was a good game. They, um, you know, those guys have uh, they're well coached. You know, we I coached against a lot of them in the sports season, but mm-hmm. they on zone entries they have like a game plan, right? Yep. They drive the net, they find plays, they almost look for the pass too much, but um, you know, they cause a lot of confusion on the back check and. You know, uh, just picking up players and rush identification is is what I would be calling it. And, you know, just poor coverage coming back into your zone. And it led to about three goals of theirs. So um, it was good to see on the offensive side. But, you know, defensively, you know, there's, there's plenty of communication that could have happened and uh, avoided some of these chances. Yeah, no, it's uh, I haven't got a chance to catch those guys play this year with with my boys playing on different teams and stuff. But it's uh, always exciting to watch, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great time of year, especially here living in New England. I was able to check out uh, on Sunday. I went over to the Brunswick versus Saint Sebastian's championship game of the Saint Sebastian's tournament. Uh, Brunswick took that down three to two, so it was a uh, it was a good game. Ran into a, you know, Brunswick kind of got out to a, a a quick start. They went up three goals, and then uh, Sebi's was battling back. And it was a, uh, you know, it was it was great to be in the rank. I had a couple games of my own. My the 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 boys had. Uh, I shouldn't say my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my kids did, but um, you know, so we were kind of bouncing from rank to rank and catching, you know, trying to catch scores and. Ran into a lot of people uh, over at the, you know, at, at St. Sebi's on Sunday afternoon, just different hockey people and things like that. So it was uh, always exciting. Yeah, it's nice. You know, these tournaments in particular, you get to see a lot of, you know, coaches, scouts, uh, my brother-in-law and A.J. Taves. They, they both scout for Washington, and it's good to catch up with guys and catch a little of the game. And L.B. O'Connell's out in Arizona yeah. State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, a couple cushion kids are recent commits to uh, Arizona State. So Albie's already got his New England mock hit, you know, with guys heading out there. Yeah, I, th- I think the kid's last name is Randall. The oh. uh, the demon. He's a smaller demon, and Randall O'Connor. He can uh, he can pound the puck, moves the puck well on on the uh, on the PP, and you know. So Albie and I were talking about him on um, during the split season. I, I like his game, and yeah. you know, I think uh, he's going to fit in nicely out there, and. Yeah, but you like you said, going going around the ranks and and seeing a lot of people and enjoying some good high level quality of hockey um, at this time of year is it's pretty cool. So, 
It is on top of uh, I had a nice little work get together on Friday, so that was a nice little Christmas party after after work, and then on Saturday I uh, was able to actually, after a couple hockey games, caught up with a bunch of uh, you know my buddies. There was like you know twenty or thirty of us that went over to a place in the seaport, uh, you know husbands, wives, and all good stuff. It was uh, you know it was good to you know everybody's just so busy, right? Like you just feel like you don't see anybody and it's great just like you know coming in catching up catching up with uh with old you know it's like hockey buddies buddies like guys you you, you know you're texting with and stuff but you really never hang out with them so it was uh it was a fun catch up with those guys for a few hours on uh on saturday evening that's great Get, have some holiday cheer around the holidays Nothing oh better. yeah tell yeah. some lies exactly some old war stories you get all uh, your uh shopping done and wrapped and everything Joanna sent me a an Instagram the other day and it was like uh you know I'm wrapping my husband's present and it was like just a sheet of wrapping paper and then like the the lady just like rolled herself up in a ball <laughs> and you know, I like yeah so that's kind of I I think I'm going to take the same um shopping idea I think yeah. that's number one. No, I really haven't started yet but god I can't believe that like we're literally at Christmas time. It's kind yeah. of incredible, isn't it? It really is, and uh, snap you, your fingers since Thanksgiving. It really is. We we go to my parents' house and just get together, and we actually did. Uh, you know, we made a little pact. Yeah. No, no presents exchanged. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, so it, it's going to be like Thanksgiving all over again, where you just sit sit around and eat and chat right. it up. So it was, uh, yeah. I think my sisters came up with it, and you know, just to like take the headache out of uh, sign me up. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> sign so, me up. Yeah, it's nice. We get in the back garage, get a fire going, and um, you know, just I think we just ordering pizzas and salads and stuff. So, oh, it's gonna be you'll great. You'll probably just go straight salads, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just I'm a leaf eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Franklin Sports, uh, the official street hockey partner of Nas- of the National Hockey League. Check out their line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today. That time of year, uh, make sure you take advantage. Get on franklinsports.com. Get those training needs uh, for the you know boys and girls so they can work on their game all winter and into the spring and summer. Yeah, make sure you check out franklinsports.com for all your stocking stuffers and training needs. Absolutely. Some little hockey news. What did you think about the uh, Ottawa Senators firing DJ Smith and and you know bringing in Jacques Jacques Martin and uh, Daniel Alfredson? You did you play for Jacques Martin? No, I didn't. No. Uh, he was coaching against, but okay. Um, you know, I, and we talked about this with Barubi. He, you know, they they have a young, talented team, right? right. And yep. they're going to make their mistakes. So maybe playing with a little bit more structure, they're going to be able to tighten up you know some of these games they, they have some shootouts and you know they're just running gun but they do have some talent there and again talking about how fine of a line it is to win and lose in the national hockey league and a new voice could be just what these guys need so yeah um, yeah you see it with barubi you saw it with um you know in, in minnesota right like mm-hmm. same same type of thing and you feel bad because obviously craig barubi was um you know, such a good player. And obviously DJ Smith, like it seems like all the guys, they love him, 
but sometimes that just little spark might help things, right? I mean, God, it's been, it, it seems like it's the common theme nowadays in the NHL. You talk to, uh, think about, you know, Edmonton's already been through it, right? Like every year it's, uh, it, it's like over and over again. So I even saw some quotes today from uh, Sheldon Keefe in Toronto and he was like, yeah, it's, you know, more or less like part of the business, right? Yeah. No, it's, you find out quickly that it's a, a job in a business when things aren't going as smoothly as they uh, that you hope, and the, like we said before, you can't fire the players. You can fire the coach and try to bring in a new voice, a new approach, and um, hopefully that sparks these guys because they are an exciting uh, team to watch when when they're on. Yeah, exactly. And former guest Brady Kachuk, we're always rooting for him. World Juniors coming up. Really looking forward to that. That's one of the best parts about uh, you know knowing Christmas time is coming, right? I, Obviously, Christmas time is great, but you know when World Juniors are going to kick off December twenty sixth. Uh, talk about like, I mean, BC is is dominating. What do they got seven guys on Team USA. I think um, is it seven or eight? One, it's two, it's it's a lot. Three, four, <laughs> five, six. I think it's seven. Yeah, I think it's seven and eight would have been if um if they took the um the kid that's still with the USA team and I'm Haggins. Oh right, yes. Uh, he, yeah. you know, he's he's committed there, um, but I don't think he ended up making the final roster. But looking forward to that. Obviously, USA actually uh, chatted with Will Smith's dad over at St. Sebby's on Sunday, and mm-hmm. he was talking about going over. And obviously, it's really cool because there's a lot of you know local ties, different people, obviously teammates, kids that I've played with. So uh, nice guy, and obviously, best of luck to those guys. And then you got you know Sweden's got a couple guys, right? Tom Melander, who's over at BU. Kevin uh, Ridler, who's playing in um, Dubuque in the USHL. Canada's obviously got Celebrini and Matthew Wood. And so it's like, you know, the college guys, there's uh, pretty well represented even amongst different countries here, which is kind of rare. Like very, very rarely do you see a Canadian roster with a couple kids playing in the NCAA. Yeah, it shows you the strength of college hockey as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a great tournament. We have, you know, you know, he's post up on the couch day after Christmas and um, high quality play. It's representing your country. It's so great. And then uh, Patra from from the Bruins is yes. getting loaned uh, to Team Canada, which will be a huge boost. And you know, I look at it this way: like we went through uh, when I when I played um, through like a mini training camp prior before going over to Finland. Mm-hmm. And you're playing at a high level, and then you come back to college, and you, you know, kind of really hit your stride. You know, yeah. it's yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you know, BC is going to have to hold hold it together here for a little bit. And actually, someone was asking me, like, they, I actually, I, so I was talking to John Joyce, who's got a, a at least one, maybe two boys over at Saint Sebby's as well. I don't think BC plays to like the 12th or something okay yeah they they, looked at their schedule oh they um when they when they set their schedule they were they (laughs) did it pretty intelligently knowing that they they were going to be losing a football team basically to uh to (laughs) team usa well someone asked because i didn't see their schedule but um if they were to you know play games and they needed players would they take from the club team right you know and i it was a great question i mean they You're would have to. seven or eight players. That's like that's a real dent in your roster. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, to supplement it and 
you know, a lot of these club teams, you know, I, I found out they had tryouts and coaches and, you know, it's, it's well done now. And before it was just kind of like, you know, if you played high school hockey and you wanted to kind of keep kicking it around, you know? Right. But, um, no, they're, they're, they're pretty legit. Obviously you talk to like, you know, Mike Grayley and those guys that were over at BC, like mm-hmm. legitimate coaches and tryouts and, uh, I think even even in the Corey Schneider interview, you know, Piercy, whose name got brought up, I think he was like getting some reps down with the club team at times, and uh, yeah. and then they called him up because Schneider was going over to the World Juniors, and he ended up uh, like being the MVP out at the Denver Cup or one of those tournaments. I forget exactly where he said the team was. Yeah, so that, I mean, I, I thought it was a good question, and you know, maybe some other teams might have to you know pull from the the club club ranks, but. Um, it yeah, has to be that has to be the most that's ever been on one I, college team. I would guess, yes. It has to be. It has to be. Do you think that this Potois, uh, I can't really say Patra. his name. Patra. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking Stella Artois. Um, <laughs> do you think it's a, it definitely going to benefit him? I, you look back, and I just remember even Bergeron, when he came back after the World Juniors and stuff, you just notice something different. I think to play at his age group and kind of mm-hmm. hopefully have a really good tournament will be uh, will be beneficial for him. Well, I think Patra has been a really nice bright spot, surprise almost for the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then to go back and you know represent your country and play with the age appropriate and dominate. Hopefully, you know he he finds some success there, and then just we bring it right back to uh, the National League. And um, yeah, it can it can. Obviously, springboard you into the second half of the season. They did a little shootout at the end of that. practice. The USA <laughs> Canada. It looked like Swaim and the the USA guy got the uh, the better yeah. the the better of them. So hopefully, that's not going to uh, lead into his tournament play. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually pretty cool to see everyone's into it, slamming their sticks, and then starting the USA chant afterwards. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. No, it's fun, and I think it's great. I love the fact that, you know, I read some quotes from Don Sweeney that he, uh, you know, just saw the benefits of it and any chance you get, a, any opportunity to go represent your country, um, you know, I think is is really beneficial. So that's good stuff. Speaking of uh, another guy, I like this quote, who represented his country quite a bit, but Paul Coffey, uh, obviously he's been in Edmonton now, and I just like this because we talk about it a lot, but you know, his quote was, I told – RD from day one, the only thing I expect is plays. If you can't make them, we'll get somebody else. It's plain and simple. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make them better. If you can't make plays, just put your hand up and tell me. We'll get somebody else who can't. That's nice, right? <laughs> but just like from <laughs> so a Hall to of the Famer, point. Yeah. yeah, it's just to the point. And I think for young people learning and young coaches, I think it's this is what coaches want to see. Anybody mm-hmm. can get the puck and just rim it and throw it off the glass. Uh, but if you can make plays and make a good first pass and execute the the little things, you'd be all set if Paul Coffey was your D coach. Yeah, and I think we, we've talked about this a little bit, but especially on that team where you know the strength is their forwards, right? You have some of the two of the best players in the world, number one, but uh, a lot of speed, a lot of skill. And when I watch them play, it just seems as though their D just aren't seeing it, the windows, the windows to deliver the puck on time. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have to make sure it's on tape. You know, that's that's like non-negotiable. But, <laughs> you know, I like Paul Coffey taking a stand here and, and identifying, you know, the weakness of the team, really, 
and kind of raising the level of expectation from that position, which is huge. So, you know, you, you got Connor McDavid getting some gas, you know, below the play and he's not getting the puck. He's going to get frustrated. Absolutely. So that's, I'm, I'm happy to, to hear that. I like how he said it too. It's like, Hey, just if well, you, co- hey, raise co- your hand. Hey, and coffee knows he made a living. I mean, he, he was such a good player, but he became a hall of famer by passing the puck up the ice to guys like Messier and Gretzky and Curry and, you know, I, I, he obviously played for some other unbelievable teams too, but yeah, like, Pittsburgh. yeah, Pittsburgh, Yaga, but he Lemieux. could, skate, like, but he could, he could absolutely fly, but he also made plays and knew when to jump in and, yeah. and do it at the right time. Right. Yeah. It was almost unfair. Like he would be gliding going by guys. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, we can say it was the ice up in Edmonton, you know, that hard <laughs> ice. Yeah, when he got to Boston, the ice wasn't as good because he was uh, he was on the back nine of his career at that point. Yeah, um, but no, that's good stuff. We uh, we had a great interview that we uh, have on tap here, uh, fellow podcast hosts, right, Dan and Chris Powers from the Empty Netters. Uh, I think everybody's going to really enjoy this. It was great catching up with these guys, right, Mots? Oh, awesome! Great, great dudes. You know, brothers that you know you can tell that they love each other. They love working together, being creative. Um, and they have a you know great take on on the game and and what it's provided them and you know they just you know hot stove it really they just right. they chat and they just have great energy and uh, really good dudes and we hope you enjoy it uh, because we really enjoyed it right chat yeah, chat with those guys we did we did uh, this interview with the empty netters is brought to you by TSR Hockey located up in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, where you can stock up on all your equipment needs. Uh, TSR stocks all the top brands, CCM, Bauer, you name it. They also do everything in-house. You can reach their team store, 603-912-5970. Ask for Micah, Dave. They'll take care of you. Make sure you let them know that the Rink Shrink sent you. We got, uh, you know, last-minute gift ideas. You name it. Head to TSRHockey.com for all your shopping needs. And now, The Empty Netters. All right. And our next guest on the Rink Shrinks podcast, it's a two-for-one special right now. We have The Empty Netters boys, Dan and Chris Powers, an ever-popular uh, hockey podcast. How you doing, boys? Great to uh, great to have you on. We're pumped to be here, man. This is unreal. Yeah, super excited. And I got to say, Mots, I had a question for you just right off the bat before we even get I into anything. <laughs> I love this. Dude. Because I love your guys' pod, by the way. I've been listening all year. Are you telling me with a straight face that your favorite Christmas movie all time is The Family Man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think it's like a you know a hidden gem. You know, Nicolas Cage, Tia Leone really had some. Dude, uh, I, oh, oh, I fell out of my chair when that came out of your mouth. Uh, listen, I love that movie, but to be your all-timer, it's like there's a difference between a hidden gem and an all and like the number 1. Come on. Right. You know, I, like we I got beat up pretty good Dude. by UI. And then I actually I posed that question to a couple people after we talked about it and they're like, "No, that's not even close to being a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm barely, I like the movie too. I'm barely even going to give you Christmas movie status, let yes. alone best Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> that That's one of those Christmas movies where there's a, there's vaguely a Christmas scene in the movie. So you're like this. Yeah. It's a Christmas yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was snow falling. It was around Christmas. 
<laughs> hey, my oh. brother-in-law, Bobby Noonan, texted me too. He's like, dude, Family Man, great, great movie. At first, I was like, what's he even talking about? I yeah. thought he was talking about like Family Guy. I, like, forgot, yeah, yeah. I, I had to like block it out of my memory. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Oh. So good. We actually we actually have a running joke with some of our boys back home. You know the Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, awesome action flick. Yeah. Our boys back home always joke that in that movie, he doesn't want to fight. And he only fights once they start killing his family. So they were mm -hmm. like, that movie should be called The Family Man. He's not a patriot. He's just a family man. Like, he loves his family so much. So every time I hear The Family Man, I instinctively think The Patriot. So when you yeah. first said that, you were like, my favorite Christmas movie is The Family Man. I'm thinking The Patriot. And I was like, what? <laughs> but then I was like, oh, oh, okay. I guess kind of counts. We're good. Oh, that's unbelievable. Such a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, great way to get things going. I think everybody's going to see how, uh, you know, how this is going to go all night long, which I love. Um, but... Get us going, boys, on, on you know, like, when did you guys start playing hockey? Obviously, you guys' brothers grew up in Maine. Like, who's the older brother? Like, where did this where did this passion for hockey that you guys have? Because same thing, like, we're big fans. I listen to all you guys' show. You guys have had some some fantastic guests. and um, But it's like, it's kind of what this hockey world to us is all about, right? Like, Mott's is the only one. The family man's the only one that played in the NHL here, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, but like, hey, we're all making a living and and like involved in hockey, which is really really cool. No, it's the best, and and yeah, just like you and Keith, you know, it's our dad uh, grew up in Needham. He was a big hockey guy. He played at Babson. He, you know, he went up the ranks, and then mm -hmm. when we moved over to Maine, when we were both really young, Chris is the older one. Yep. Uh, it was the same deal. You know how it is, dude. It's like when you're just in a hockey family and in a hockey community. I think that's one of the coolest things about New England and Maine and Mass in particular. It's just. We were talking about it in the green room earlier. It's so cold. There's not much else to do. Yeah. Playing hockey is one of the best things you can do. So, you know, we just got thrown in early. I remember, um, you know, my dad always jokes around. He said I knew how to skate backwards before I knew how to walk, which doesn't really make sense. But <laughs> that's all it was. And and then, you know, we just were, were playing in all the different travel and club teams and then going off to prep school just like you guys and yeah. uh it is really awesome how the world just sticks together and i think the reason we're able to do stuff like this and be in the world is because of those close little relationships and it feels yeah. like that six degree of separate separation situation where it's like we know everyone in the world through somebody you know yeah. it's it's unreal it was cool too because dan being the younger brother because we start or i would say i started not late in the real world, but late in terms of like hockey players, you usually hear they start, you know, they're in skates before they're in shoes, whatever. Yeah. Now so they're I, coming out of children's yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With, Seriously. With, with skates on. Exactly. So, you know, I was six or something yeah. and, 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 but hadn't even been skating really, you know, kids in my yeah. town were playing and their parents were like, the youth could use some more kids. You should show up. But like most things with brothers, when the older one starts, the younger one starts too, you know? So yeah. I remember Dan being a, like a four-year-old mite is like jerseys over his skate. You can't even see his feet, <laughs> you know? He was a mite for like five years, wore the same jersey the whole time. But yeah, so so once we got the bug though, it was we were hooked right away. And I would say we got lucky with our age group, had a big hockey contingent. So all our buddies were playing too, you know? So yeah. it wasn't like, it, that was the fun. That's what I'd rather be doing anyway because that's where all the friends were going after school. So yeah, we, we ripped it pretty hard all through youth. Yeah, that's that's great. And then, you know, that's one of our messages to to kids. You know, you want to be loving, falling in love with the game and wanting to be excited to go to the rank and practice and, you know, do the extra work to get better. And then you kind of learn these life skills without even really knowing, you know, you, you know, 
sport lends itself to a certain characteristic and that's how those bonds are formed and i love listening to you guys you guys have great chemistry because you know number one blood but it's also you guys are intelligent uh insightful and the the game really uh is at a great spot right now so um how did you guys kind of get to the point of when you guys go go to college and you know your writing uh background right as far yeah as, yeah exactly so you know where did it you know the podcast kind of come come to life dude such a good question Mots. uh this is one of those things where when this popped up for us it felt like the most random thing in the world it, yeah. it, it was, you know, we were like you like you mentioned, you know, we came out here to California. We write movies and TV and we wrote a TV show based around New England prep school hockey. And some of the execs here at Almost Friday Media read that, really loved it, wanted to see if we wanted to do something in their sphere in the hockey world. And we had had some free time pop up and we were like, you know what, that might be really fun. So we started the page. Then they kind of just heard us talking and, you know dishing it around about hockey yeah. and the NHL season. They encouraged us to do a podcast. We had to think on it on how it could be our own version. You know, just like you guys, you want to find your own, your own lane that makes you different from the other existing shows. And this kind of was born. And as it grew to wherever it is, we did have those moments where we we're kind of looking at each other being like, wow, this kind of popped up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But then when we talked to our buddies, especially guys that we grew up playing prep with, playing youth with, they were the ones that pointed out to us. They were like, this makes so much sense. You know, you guys were always so dialed into the game all through school and then even after. And then even after we moved out here, especially being in California, right, where it's not that popular, so many of our friends would always be fascinated how locked in to the NHL season we always were. And when I look at it, and you know, I, I know you guys do the same, I, I would find myself on, you know, NHL.com looking at the stats every season for no reason, just, yeah. just being curious, like, well, you know, who's at the top of the league? Who's the, you know, leader for the Norris or something like that. And now doing the show when that stuff just kind of is off the top of my head and it doesn't feel like extra work because it's stuff that we've always done just yeah. out of, you know, interest. That's when it did click to us of like, yep, okay, this does kind of make sense. It's something yeah. that the interest never goes away, right? I think that's one of the coolest things about this game that for for a lot of us i think is instilled when you're so young the camaraderie that you you find with being on road trips getting in the locker room just bonding with your teammates it makes hockey just become so instilled in the person that you are so it makes sense that it doesn't leave once you stop playing you know you got to find an outlet somehow yeah it was cool to hear our friends when this was kind of picking up steam and we were talking to them be us i would go to our friends and be like yeah, you know, it's it's crazy because we really don't have much experience doing this. And they'd be like, I've been listening to you two you idiots do. sit on yeah. your couch, talk about this <laughs> yeah, exactly. every night. Like, what are you talking? You've been running a podcast in the living room. Are you driving me crazy for a year? Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was fun to uh just take that passion and just you know put put put, put the microphone in front of us. Oh, that's great stuff. Can you talk about the experiences you guys had at in the prep school ranks, right? We have a lot of listeners like kids. They're kind of trying to navigate that type of stuff in different schools, especially here in the New England area. But we also get a ton of like mailbag questions of like, you know, how do I even go about going to a prep school? So I know you guys, you know, Andover, Exeter guys, right? Mm -hmm. um, so like, what was that like for you? How did you choose that path? I guess would be my question. Yeah, uh, let me go first because I have a I I have a yeah because you set the answer. bar right yeah yeah, yeah. So, so you should go first yeah and it was interesting too because when I was young 
we I was getting recruited to go right away, you know, out of yeah. out of eighth grade or whatever. They're like, come come to prep school. And you're 13 or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You're so I felt so young. And it's boarding school. You know, you're gone. Bye. Yeah. Say goodbye to all your friends. And like I was saying earlier, a huge group of buddies in my grade played and we were nasty. Like we were winning everything. We we were in the um, our, our youth league in Maine was called like Seacoast or something. Yeah, I think so. But we were so good there that they kicked us to the Merrimack Valley because they're like, you got to go play the Boston teams. You're pummeling these kids yeah. from Maine, New Hampshire. So then we would go to Valley and they'd put us in like the last league. We'd be playing Reading 5, Saugus 5, pummeling them until they finally moved us to gold playing Reading 1 and everybody, you know, and we were just, right. we were so competitive. So right as I'm getting out of youth and entering high school, at, at, you know, Phillips Exeter was like, hey, leave all your buddies and like any dreams you had of winning a state championship for your high school or whatever. And I was like, man, I don't know that I want to do that. Yeah. And I had a huge combo with my parents. We were doing this pros and cons thing every day. And I was like, I don't, I want to stay. I think I want to stay. So I stayed. And by the way, the public high school, no knock, no knock on anybody really, but public high school, certainly back then was, was, it felt a little bit more competitive or, or you could make it from there a mm -hmm. bit easier than you, than you yeah. can now. I think you almost have to leave at some point now. But anyway, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay. And, and I ripped it four years. You know, we did the whole thing at public high school. We had a, a bunch of amazing teams, unbelievable playoff runs and un unforgettable memories, you know, like times with my best buddies. Exeter was on me the whole time, you know, almost every year they'd be like, come play, come play. And uh, they do the PG thing, which obviously you guys yeah. know about, but non-New Englanders are always like, what? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going to high school you, again. <laughs> so, your parents paid an extra 50 grand for you yeah, yeah, yeah. Year to wear a shirt and tie and go to school what? on Saturday. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I, I did the PG thing and um, I actually had a couple guys from, from home who were, had gone there, but repeated a year. So like they were still there. And so that helped the transition. Yeah. And listen, when I got there, unbelievable hockey, unbelievable teammates. My game got way, way better just because of the facilities alone, right? I, the rink's right there. I could just walk mm. to the rink from my dorm instead of just having my like 45 minute practice window from the public high school. So, and, and you're playing great competition with you double two and a half times the, the game schedule, right? Just like so much more additive things. And you wonder, I, I've always wrestled a little bit, not that it keeps me up at night, but I've always wrestled a little bit with, you know, if you had gone right away, you're probably a better player in four years and maybe you go somewhere different. Maybe your career goes differently versus right. like, ah, I don't know though. Some of the best times I've ever had in my life to this day, it was like wearing that Jersey with my hometown on it with all my best friends that I've been playing with since I was five, yeah. you know, like those goal celebrations, I wouldn't trade for anything. So it's a tough call, but, um, but I, I found such positives in both, you know, so it was, right. it was a really, really good experience. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think I like the prep side more. I, I just had, such a beloved experience at Andover, and I couldn't speak more highly of that place. I, I speak there occasionally. I, I spend as much time there as I can. And you're so right that if you're in a good setting in your hometown, in your community, at whatever public school you're at, it, it, it's no, there's nothing better than you know playing in front of your friends with your friends. But you know, a message I would have to to parents who are considering sending their kids to prep school or, or kids who are considering going is what you mentioned, Chris, like the structure around both the school life, the academic life and the athletic life is just so amazing. And yeah. to get that at such a young age, uh, the, the, I feel like something that kids always struggle with is 
you know, you want to, if you're in public school, right, you want to be a better hockey player, things over the summer, during the season, you can go out in the driveway and you can shoot pucks. It's it's hard to find ice to just jump on. It's not like soccer. It's not like basketball. You can't just pick up a ball and go shoot hoops down at the beach courts or something. You can't just go find a field and kick a ball around. Finding ice is brutal. And yeah. prep school at that young age, offering you the opportunity to have open ice skates, to work on your game, to have your coaches and your mentors and your teammates right there living with you, it is the most incredible thing in the world. And to have it from freshman year of high school is such a gift if you're this serious about the game and that compared with just the good structure and like i said the mentorship and the friendships that you have there oh my god I, it's you know I, I if i could redo my life i would i would go to andover every single time no questions asked yeah. and you know when kids do hit us up you know like we'll have some young kids hit us up in the dms saying you know i'm a sophomore at my local high school i'm thinking about going prep you know, I think everyone's unique and I always ask them some questions about their situation, but I couldn't advocate for it harder. It's amazing. Yeah. The, 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 the sleep away camp aspect of it Hell is yeah. really fun. <laughs> like you're just oh, living yeah. with the boys. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's pretty nice. Oh, it's like my, I'm, my son's at Cushing. He's a sophomore. And it was like, we draw last year, it was freshman year drop off. And you kind of like, all right, like, you know, it was like that little awkward phase. Like, all right, dude, like we got to go, yeah. you know? And he was kind of like, all right, yeah, just take off, right? This year yeah. was like, <laughs> this year was like, don't even stop the car, like you yeah. know what I mean? Like, the, don't the, visit. The, yeah, <laughs> the guys are waiting. The guys are waiting on the, you know, in the in the second floor of Ash Hall. Like, yeah, we're all set. And I was yeah. like, yep. my wife's like, are you gonna like give us a hug goodbye? Like, and he's like, nah, <laughs> well, not in front of my friends. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, you know. But totally. but I, I couldn't, you know, that boarding school aspect of it. Uh, you know, it like I said, to have a son in it now. Mm -hmm. He loves it, loves it, yeah. has a blast. That's the best. And my son's actually playing uh, Phillips Andover tomorrow, so we should have a little side, oh, yeah. side oh, action. Oh, let's yeah. go. We might have to dish out some side action on that. <laughs> yeah. sure. I'll do a quick phone call and do a little uh, locker room speech for the boys. <laughs> pump up speech. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, so as far as, um, you know, then you move on to, to play college. Um, and where you Dan, you went to Babson? I went to Babson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, that, you know, another, another great experience. I actually, I, I only played there for a little while. I played soccer as well. So I had to balance the both. Wow. And, you know, then I went off and played some juniors and stuff like that. And that's when you get into that phase that we talked about, right. Is like when you, you're, you know, you're in college, you're playing another sport, you're doing your figuring out what you're going to do with your life. And then you get into that funny realm of the, the moment where you stop playing and right. you're like, Oh, you know, yeah. Am I at the end of the rope here? <laughs> yep. And that was definitely a, uh, you know, I, I always love talking about that period because for me, I was so heartbroken when it was over and I, I kind of looked at it and you look back at the road, right. That got you to wherever you end up when, when, when the bell chimes. And I was thinking, God, like, I can't believe so much of my life has been all about this what do I do now? What am I into now? And, you know, I had plenty of other interests and great people in my life pushing me to other things, helping me along with other things. So it's not like it was the end of the world for me, but I, I definitely took a break. I, I remember hanging them up and you go home for summer and, you know, there's, there's shinny games and, and stick practices. And I couldn't play for a bit because I was yeah. like, I just think I need to step away for a moment. But yeah. that's, what we were talking about earlier, the best thing in the world about this game is 
when I was ready to come back, I was like, oh, this is the best. I yeah. missed this <laughs> yeah. so much. And now it's like, you know, I'm in my 30s. I'm in my mid 30s out here in California and I play three times a week. <laughs> yeah. I can't give it up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's and, awesome. and Chris, you went to Skidmore? <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. So I actually had a crazy journey when I was when I was finishing um, prep. Yeah, it was like, you know, you get in your head about a lot of stuff when you're younger, trying to continue playing and everything. And it was like, you're not getting the 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 BC looks, Denver looks that I that I wanted to come out of prep. But I was getting some talk with some of the Ivies, and especially then. Um, I think actually Harvard was pretty competitive when I was yeah, coming out, but definitely. Yale like wasn't that competitive yet, you know, and I had good grades. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try to go D1 Ivy. Got to love that subtle flex. Yeah. 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 Yale's my fallback school. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of looking that route and then, um, and then I had these D3 looks, right. And it, it was, I was, uh, doing math and it's a big math and science guy. So I was kind of looking at engineering for, for a, a major and all those NESCAC schools are are liberal arts for the most part, you know, I think except for Tufts had engineering, but they were brutal at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going there to play hockey. So anyway, it was like, I get to the point where I'm not into the, the Ivies that I'm into have are like Cornell, which is like an entirely French Canadian roster that is, uh, that are 25 yeah. and have been imported down mm -hmm. from Montreal, you know, and hopefully so like, you're six foot six. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I can't play there or at some of these schools that I don't really want to play at. And, or I go D3 and then kind of give up the the career that I thought I might have, right, in engineering. So it was like, it was a super tough call. And I had buddies that that were playing D3 already that were kind of like, dude, it's, you know, like it's a D1 time commitment for this level of hockey that I, I don't have time for, you know. And I was like, you know what, like Dan said, I was like, you know what, maybe this is, there's the bell. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take my, I had a full scholarship academically to go do uh, engineering down in Florida. So I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to go do that. So I end up down in Miami for undergrad. And when I get there, I go to a rink for, uh, for, for beer league, you know, I'm like, they must have a game here or something. Yeah. So I'm like, Hey, can I, you guys have, you guys have a league? And they're like, yeah. Um, you know, what, what level are you? And I'm like, I'm pretty good, dude. Like <laughs> we're in Miami, like, come on. <laughs> so I fill up a form and then I get a call from, um, the, uh, a junior team down there and they're like, Hey, we want you to play. It's like junior C or something. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm in college. Like, I can't play juniors. Because where I'm coming from, juniors is like, yeah, hey, yeah, game's yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, bro, we practice on Wednesdays, play on the weekends. And I was like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> so I jump on this junior C team down there, which is a blast because they stink. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm nasty. This is amazing. <laughs> so I played juniors in Florida for two years, age out of juniors, but played you know, my first two years there. You know, then I'm a junior, senior in college, whatever, playing pickup. But then I'm going to grad school for engineering. So I'm still rolling with this. End up at Duke for at more engineering. But they have um, in that ACHA club league. And I haven't used any eligibility anywhere. So they're like, even though I'm in grad school, they're like, you can you can play on this team. And I'm like, oh, my God. Amazing. Dude, you were, I, you were like the COVID year before like that was even a dude, thing. Dude, totally. <laughs> you know, you capitalized not, on like six years. Yeah. Not, not to mention the kids like 25. <laughs> yeah, boys, yeah, exactly. boys seriously, I've had Duke. Oh. All my boys are like 18 <laughs> freshmen. And I'm just like this 25-year-old beauty on, on the club. Buying for he, everybody. He's he, charging dude, them. 
30 he was bucks the, a third. Yeah, best thing. Like last month, we went to one of these guys' wedding down in Austin, Texas. And I'm, I am I had a moment sitting there looking at everyone. I was like, well, how are we at this wedding? How yeah. am I at this yeah. wedding? <laughs> <laughs> Chris's hockey teammates when he has a 10-year gap. Yeah, <laughs> but man, I'm sure you guys have seen over the last year or two some of those clips from like the outdoor game last year with oh, yeah. UNC, NCAA. you know, yeah. like that, yeah. that club league, man, it absolutely rips. I give so much credit to all the guys I played with, all the guys in the league. It is so, it is exactly the college hockey itch that you could ever want to scratch no for the most part, yeah. you know, especially no Duke didn't have like, you know, BC's got a club team too. Duke didn't even have a varsity team. So it was like, you'd be you're rolling the, around campus and everyone's like sick game, bro. And you're like, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, we had an absolute sick game, dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I <laughs> so yeah, it was it was so much fun. And then, um, and you know, right when I was finishing there, Dan was finishing at Babson, which lined up perfectly to for for the the California journey. So yeah, yeah it was great. Oh, that's amazing that's, stuff. That's, I love it. That that's class. You know what? I wanted to ask. I meant to bring this up earlier. So you guys are like huge nickname guys, right? I listen to your podcast. Everything's like you know, Cutsy and Butsy and Smitty and stuff. Oh yeah. Like, so what's your guys is 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 like what's this your an, guys' go-to awesome nicknames? This is an awesome question, and I we've had a bunch over the years. Through I mean, I, I, you guys can relate to this as well. It's the, the different walks of life of you know being in your hometown, then being at prep school, then college. Now out yeah. here, there's so many different ones, and I think now it's it's kind of reverted to CP and DP. But here's the problem. Okay. The, pa the you're package. Just going, you're just going initials. Initials has kind of yeah. taken over. Yeah. yeah but yeah, here's yeah. the problem. And I think maybe this is where our obsession from nicknames came. <laughs> Powers is a is a solid, not, yeah. to, not to pump our own tires, but Powers is a pretty solid last name yeah. for the boys to just use. So everybody just called us Powers. I never really got a nickname. Every step of the way, I was just Powers. But then so was he. Mm -hmm. So then when we both got here, everyone says Powers and both heads snap around. It and wasn't, like, all right, we got to figure this out. Yeah, it wasn't like a C pow D pow type situation. C pow D pow is big too. There's yep. a big okay. fat, a big faction. Actually, the Exeter boys are, are big on calling us C pow and D pow. Yep, the only one I, I had for a tiny stretch end of end of high school. I think it went powers to pow wheeze somehow. Like some, it oh. went powers to pow wheeze and then wheeze and then weasel. So I got called Weasel a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One yeah. of those last years. You see the, you see how it evolved. Yeah, I like the evolving. I like like when it, when it, the name really has nothing to do with you. Oh, name. me yeah. too. You know, you're, the like, best. You're, you're like Weeze. Like where the, where, where did, yeah. You know, I get, okay, there's a W and an E in my last name. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> those That's are those are my favorite. I love when there is the evolution into madness when you're yeah. explaining where it came from. Those are the best. Yeah. Exactly. So would you guys have uh if you could do a self-proclaimed nickname? <laughs> okay, yes. So my self-proclaimed nickname, and this came from just a you know deep in the trenches night with the boys. So one of my <laughs> one of my buddies, you know, jacked up on PEDs was talking about uh something to, he was talking to some girl at a bar yeah. and he was just rambling and he called himself Uncle Daddy. And it's the weirdest nickname I've ever heard, but we still call him that. And then one of his buddies started calling himself Step Papa. And then we were on this dad nickname train. And in just us talking about it, mine became Pop Pop. And that has become so funny that now it's in some circles. At, at, when we were at the Chicklets Cup, I had Pop Pop on the back of my sweater. So now a lot of people in the hockey world who are big netters fans will come up to me and be like, what's up, pop pop. And I'm like, nice. Yeah, I did it. Big. I did it. And mine. So if you, 
if you're at, you know, elementary school, it's like your first name, last initial. Mm -hmm. So mine is Chris P. But if you just crispy. push them together, yeah. crispy, crispy, felt good really yes. clean. Yeah. And it's yeah. also kind of my alter ego. Now, if I'm getting, if I'm getting sassy with people, everyone's like, okay, crispy, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah, I kind I kind of mess around with crispy. I, I'm liking that one. I like that. Yeah, Mots, that have you, Mots, you've always just kind of been, I mean, you got so many Mots, mozzarella sticks, like, you yeah. know, right. I, I think I'd go with mad dog though. Mad yeah. dog Mots. <laughs> okay. So it's self-proclaimed. But Mots, is that another alter ego one? Is that born from maybe yeah. some, some nights where the mad dog came out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop barking. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Mots, do you did you get uh applesauce ever? Yeah, mozzarella oh, sticks, yeah. applesauce. Yeah. So we had it, we had a um a goalie named Dave Mott on our youth team. Yeah. Everyone called him applesauce. Great guy. One day, dude, we are on the way to a game in uh like Berlin, New Hampshire. We're like driving way uptown, you know. Middle of winter, <laughs> Mott's dad. <laughs> Most insane story Ma ever. Mott's no. dad is driving him there. And they, on the way there, we get, they get to the game and, and applesauce is all rattled. And we're like, Mott, Mott, what happened, bud? And he's like, on the way here, they hit some black ice, him and his dad. And the car went, cr you know, spinning like crazy. Yeah. And he and, and they were okay. But like in the moment, you know, you're like, oh, wow, we're going way too fast, spinning way too hard. And we're like, <laughs> we're like, wow, props to your dad, dude. He just really, you know, straightened her out. And he's like, no, dude, that's why I'm rattled. Mid spin, <laughs> my dad looked across at me and his, his name was Dave Mott. He looks across at me and he goes, David, kiss your butt goodbye <laughs> at the top of his lungs. Oh man! And then the car just came to a stop, and they were good. And he was he like, "Thought they were going Sorry. down." Yeah. yeah, he was like, "Sorry oh. about that." Didn't react. Mott, Mott Senior crumbled under pressure <laughs> in that moment. Yeah, <laughs> he had some applesauce in his drawers. After yeah. that one, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> Jesus! Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, god. that's Terrible. unbelievable. Well, you guys know the Ross. The, the uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. The Ross one. The, why they call me Ross? You've heard, I don't. No, no, I don't heard know. that. I need uh, it now. Oh, God. So Keats playing for the Coyotes. This is probably like year, called like year three, four of his career. Like he's he's been in the mix for a while now, right? Yeah. And we all know Jack Jack Edwards. And this is, you know, dating back at least 10 plus years ago. So he was just as crazy then as he is now. Yeah. So we're at the game, obviously, a, a, a whole crew of us. And Keats got the puck. He's carrying it up ice. And um, he's like, you know, Keith Yando from Milton, Massachusetts, his brother Ross was a two-time All-American up at uh, University of New Hampshire. So this was like pre-text messaging, uh, like text <laughs> yeah. messaging days. Like legitimately, yeah. that's how long ago. Like I had a Nextel. I'm getting like the beeps, like my phone's going, Ross, Ross, people sending me like recordings, everything. And I'm like, <laughs> what are they talking about? What happened? Like, like, what, what just happened? I'm at the game trying to watch my brother play. And luckily I had it. So, you know, I was getting voicemails. I was getting messages like Jack yeah. Edwards just called you Ross out of absolutely nowhere <laughs> yeah. on the, on the Nesson telecast legitimately. Like I had the game, like, you know, it was old school, like taped, right? Like I don't oh, even know. Yeah, if I had a DVR, yeah, yeah. Right? Of course. It yeah. was like, I'm like rewound it, watch the game. I'm like literally to a T he says it just like that. It was like, Oh my God. So ever since it's just been Ross, like everybody, uh well you know like all of our friends and stuff like that they're just like hey what's up ross ross like now it's like ross rossy beach like yeah just they just throw like random you know roscoe all that type of 
nonsense on top of it but like i can thanks jack edwards for that one yeah and dude those were the good old days when we were all watching every game yeah oh, especially yeah. when keith was playing too it's like yeah. everyone saw that too so everybody so it was, good it was unbelievable that's you got, you got that's how the perfect nicknames are born and you got to tell that to jack someday like someday you have to meet jack and, and tell him to, you got to thank him yeah He'll be like, all right, Ross, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, he won't even get it. He's like, your name is Ross. Yeah, he's like, what do, what do you mean? Um, I was going to bring it back to the, you know, the dynamics of working with your brother. Like, Mots, Mots has an older brother. Uh, I have a younger brother. Like, I don't know how it would be if if we work together. But what is that? What is that like? We what always, are the pros and the cons? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, because there's got to be some cons in there. <laughs> I have a great answer to that. Um, we we always get asked this. And I think, you know, coming from my perspective as the younger one, uh, we've just always been super close. And and yeah. that's a credit to our parents. They they were awesome about nurturing our relationship with each other and our whole family's relationship. So that's great. Uh, and credit to Chris. We just did all the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, I I would like to say that I'm I'm more of the black sheep and that I would go off and try different things here and there. But it was just great and lucky for us that we both we love the same sports, we love the same teams, we love the same music. And and where the where I give the credit to him is he never pushed me away. You know, it was a there was never a situation where he was hanging with his buddies who were you know two and a half years older than me, and and I would always tag along and be the lingerer. And he was always like, yeah, come on, come hang. And in just well, that he started story. hanging with guys that were two and a half years younger than you. <laughs> yeah, I was able to return the favor. He's, when he's, he's 27 years old playing with, with 18 year olds in college. Exactly. And when he started doing that, he was like, Dan, what's all like the cool hip? Exactly. Can you hook me up, dude? I got to like, can we, can we switch birth certificates? Exactly. Uh, so, so that's the, honestly, that's kind of how the, just our relationship was, was able to be, so friendly and, and and so all that chemistry was able to build and uh yeah i mean then when it got to just we were in college we both were doing completely different things as far as what we were studying but we always wanted to do this entertainment thing get into the writing world and our interest being so similar made us want to write the same type of stories and then we were just so excited about what we were doing we weren't even thinking about the dynamics of working together yeah. so then coming out here and that stuff going well and finding some success in that and then all of a sudden this pops up and it's like oh here's another thing we're doing together yeah. but at that point for me and, and not to speak for you it was just like it was natural you know it, it wasn't wasn't difficult and i do think there was something to be said about Moving across the country to, and I know you guys have dealt with this with with travel. The first time you really experience the differences growing up in New England and then being in a place like California, they're two different countries. I yeah. mean, they're truly they're such different places. So, going through the growing pans of living in LA and and calling that home, I don't know if I could have done it if he wasn't with me. So that's huge. And to answer your question, the the pros and the cons for me are the exact same thing. The pros are. When we're heated and struggling through something and we're trying to figure out the solution to a problem, we can say anything we want to each other yeah. and breeze right by it. The cons are that we can say anything we want <laughs> to each other. So it's like sometimes it gets way too heated and yeah, way yeah. too personal and we need to just take a tick quick step. But that is the beauty of it. We'll get in the biggest blowout fight of all time and 10 minutes later, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. That, that is very true. The uh, We probably have that happen 
more often than it needs to because of how much we do together, right? Because we live together. So it's like, yeah. I'm I'm either sitting at the house with him watching TV, writing a movie script with him or or talking hockey with him. Yeah. So it's like, you know, eventually you just hit an overload of like, I'm going to kill you, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that that those hot buttons can get pushed. But at least from my POV, I, I would hope he would say the same. I think we in in pretty much all aspects, hockey analysis, writing, whatever, we bring different sensibilities to it that really complement each other. You know, there are parts of a script where I'm like, I, I really need Dan's eyes on this. And there's takes in in sitting in this studio where I'll be like, I think I think the Hurricanes are doing this wrong. And Dan's like, dude, you are you have that all wrong. And he says a perspective that I'm like, oh, wow, great. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the balance, if we had the same opinion on everything, it might not work as fluidly. But I really think we bring each other into a good into a good meeting point for sure. Yeah, I, you can you can hear that on the podcast as well. You know, really good. You know, with the banter, the different points of view, and agree to disagree, or you you actually yeah. like, you kind of nailed <laughs> it though by you know maybe not seeing it a certain way, and then you know still having an open mind to like maybe think about it. You know, yeah, it, and, and I think cool. Mots, I, I think it's like the years of experience working with each other allows for that. It's mm. you know there are times where I've thought I've been dead right on something and then he stuffs me in a locker and i'm like okay maybe <laughs> I'll wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i was with, i was with mott's brother over the weekend and uh they have a, their uncle's birthday party coming up and mott's where, where is it up in vermont or something uh, new oh, hampshire new hampshire yeah mm -hmm. i i think i said the same exact thing to rob too uh, where is it vermont and he's like no new hampshire <laughs> you're uh, like same thing but yeah, yeah i'm like it's north of, once you cross the tobin bridge it's all yes exactly it's, yeah it's, it's all the same whatever. Place. it's all the same for us but uh he's like yeah he's like i'm pulling rank too older brother he's like i'm making mike drive i'm like oh, all right like uh, you know he's like putting him in his place so who's the drive guy oh my god damn big time yeah, <laughs> younger brother i but you know what it's uh, uh, maybe you've incepted me into this <laughs> I, I I'm I'm definitely the more controlling one and more type A one. And for me, I like driving because I'm in control. I like knowing yeah. exactly when we're leaving, when we're getting somewhere, and being in charge of that situation. But again, this might you might have gaslit me into this. Well, Dan, Dan, people when they just meet us, Dan, they if they ask, they, everyone guesses Dan is older because he dresses nicer. He has like <laughs> nice art on the walls, and I've got like my Tom Brady jersey on, and like this super old picture I had in high school. Like my room, it looks like a my room, it looks like a middle schooler's bedroom. Still like got, literally, still, still. got yeah. the lettuce going. Yeah, yeah, like Salad. everything. So yeah, he Dan, and that wasn't all, when we were younger. It was me. There was a, there was a switch at one point. Like I remember distinctly being maybe not even a teenager yet. And Dan could beat me up. And I was like, Oh, no. And then it just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it has just been completely that direction ever since. So he <laughs> he plays the older brother role very well and very often. So thank you for that. Dan. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. We'd be uh, off the rails. If it yeah, me. yeah, 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 exactly. You <laughs> ran him in. Um, I want to get into the, the the movie stuff in the script. Like you talked about writing a, a, a script about you know the wing and prep school stuff like where is all that stuff stan can you guys talk about that stuff i don't know like yeah absolutely right? absolutely absolutely no we we've got a few movies that are uh in the pipeline here that are super exciting um we do write a lot of stuff that's kind of in our sphere and that you would mm -hmm. expect from us like something like that but uh you know we have an amazing movie that's that's gonna we're we're casting right now which is really exciting we're we uh, set that movie up with the producers who just made that movie Air, the uh, movie about the yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan shoe. Mm -hmm. We've got an incredible director, Eli Stern, attached to that. And that one is a fun crime drama. It's kind of like Fargo or like Knives Out in that it's 
a drama plot, but it's kind like of a fun. mystery. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like, the characters are kind of quirky and funny. And that one's very much drawing on our childhood set in a, a small town. And it's very, it's really about the community and the cool kind of quirky characters that live in that town. Um, but then we'll do stuff that's more in our world. We we were hired to adapt Lenny Dykstra's autobiography, which has been an absolute Sick. blast. Wow. And that movie is very much, we pitch it as the Wolf of Wall Street of Major League Baseball because yes. that guy, I mean, BY, you know, like that dude was out of his mind. Awesome. <laughs> and, and he still is out of his yeah, mind. Yeah, dude, we've I'll had to bet. meet with him, yeah. you know, a handful because he, he, he meets us, we talk about, we interview him and then because like, his stories are so crazy. So you want to hear it from him too. And then we'll write something. And he actually gave me one of the best chirps I've ever received received in the script because he's you know he's nuts man and the oh stories he tells yeah. i'm like literally no way nuts. this happened he was yeah wild. So, truly by like his entire life he is he's a hundred miles per hour the entire yeah. time we we send him a piece of this like a section of the script and our pitch on it was kind of like because this is when he's in a he's in a bad way you know he's like got drug problems alcohol problems so we're kind of like dude i don't think this happened the way you're remembering it like i think it's it's glorified in your mind so in the, <laughs> in the section of the script he's like saying all this epic stuff oh, i was on this yacht with these two bombshells they're topless you know we're drinking champagne yeah. and then like in the movie you see like a tiny little little Dude. whaler yeah. And, <laughs> yeah yeah and like he's got a crease puking up corona and like this couple couple brutal girls on the bow and we, we send him that section of the script and he goes gentlemen this script of uh, the stuff you just sent me is only two percent accurate and that is the fact that you use the name lenny and dykstra the rest <laughs> of it is bull <laughs> <laughs> he was like, just—he was so mad that yeah. we didn't believe all the stories. But I'm telling you, the first meeting we had with him, we went to the <laughs> Beverly Hilton, really beautiful hotel. Yeah. And this guy pulls out a sharpie and he starts writing his notes on the tablecloth on the on the, on the you know, table we're sitting at yeah, the yeah. restaurant. And he's taking out his dentures <laughs> to mash in his food. And we were like, "Oh my god!" Probably what is still happening? has a huge dip in too. Oh he yeah, a, oh, yeah. He had a clam. Oh yeah, he had his he had his massive, you know. Yeti this water, thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had like a Yeti water bottle filled with Monster and Everclear. I was oh. like, oh, good God almighty. <laughs> Savage. Yeah. yeah, but so that one's, you know, some, getting sick. getting to scratch the itch of writing some sports movies. Yeah. And then, and then like Dan said, kind of some... Um, you know, Fargo-y, like we, a, a lot of our stuff is, is Dan always says, you always, everything's funny in life. You know, even the saddest things you get a laugh at eventually. So we, we yeah. try to write stuff that is dramatic, but you're going to, you're going to smile. You're going to laugh along the way. And I swear so far, not that we're, you know, Christopher Nolan out here yet, we're working on it, but I, so far our North star has tried to be, would I want to see it? Would I want to see this movie? You know, like I don't, I'm trying to not take jobs that I'm like, I don't even, I don't even like this movie, you know? Yeah, so if um, it's a story we think are interesting, then, then we can really sink our creativity into it. That's, oh, that's good. Does Dykstra still have those uh, car washes? Dude, so that was the problem. Like he had those car washes. Answers Moss no. Those were condemned. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> he got like he got busted for like Grand Theft Auto or something, which is like that's true. Yeah, yeah, because he exactly was like buying rental cars for his shell company, laundering the money through the, through oh the car washes. God. And I was like, Oh, dude, if you've spun off this planet. But yeah, he's a wild one. <laughs> what a wild that's cool though. That's really cool. That is yeah, that, he that, it's been a blast, yeah. That's phenomenal. I love that stuff. And I think it all like, you know, so much of this stuff too, it just ties back into the work ethic and things like that, that you learn from hockey at a young age too, right? Definitely. Like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, meeting with a, a lunatic like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm sure like there's been at some point in time that 
you know, some type of nut like that's walked into a hockey locker room at men's league. And you'd be like, oh, he kind of reminds me of a hockey guy, right? Like, you know, and like, we know we're not going to like poke the bear too much there because he's a lunatic, but we're going to figure it out and we're going to probably end up like hanging with him all night. Yeah, hundred percent. And I swear, cause they had had actually the producers that own the, the rights to Lenny and the book, uh, had had two other, uh, two different writers, like had a writer on it, yeah. got fired, had another writer got fired. And cause Lenny didn't like him. And Lenny, <laughs> when he met us, I swear the first meeting, he only liked us cause he, he knew we were athletes, you know, and we right. played and we had met, you know, been around characters like that. We knew what it was like in locker rooms. So I think he got on board with that. And, and you're so right. Those early lessons learned totally shaped this project. And I know we're in, I'm in good company to say this cause we're all hockey guys, but you know, you, you both mentioned it earlier. I think there's something so unique about hockey is that, you know, team sports, you always talk about things like the road trips and all that stuff. But I think in game, there's something so unique about the bench in hockey and yeah. the changing on the fly. And I just think it, it really brings out a, a level of communication as you're learning the game that doesn't exist in other sports. And it's yeah. why we're all so good at talking to each other. It's why we're good at giving constructive criticism and feedback to each other and, that translates later in life. No question about it. I, I feel like every project we've ever worked on, the number one thing that comes easiest to us and the thing we get the most credit for from the people we're working with is how well we work with other people. And I think yeah. so much of that comes from the lessons we learn when we're young playing hockey. Yeah, I think that's and that's a great point. Even just like pointing out the the bench and the communication that it takes to know who's up and you know, and then, you know, the locker room is the locker room and that's, you know, you don't yeah. have, you know, many uh, experiences in other sports similar to hockey. I played a bunch of different sports and it was always the hockey locker room was, you know, always number one. So oh, but I like no that question. I like that bench uh, comparison onto like transferable skill sets and communication and, and working within the team. That's really good stuff. Yeah, that's great. Um Talk to us about, I know you guys made your debut at the Chicklets Cup and you guys took <laughs> home a title, right? Uh, yes, sir. And obviously, you know, we're, we're good buddies with uh, with with those guys, right? But what was that experience after? I, I think, you know, so they're probably on what number, like four or five of those? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think every year, with, everyone, they're like, oh, you guys got to come. And we just, with our schedules, haven't been able to go. And I'm like, I want to go play. I look. My wife looks at me and she's like, you think you can go play in a in a street hockey or roller hockey tournament? Like, you're, you're old, your knees hurt. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> like you, you're not going to survive. But what was that experience like? Did you guys? It must have been a blast. Oh, it was so fun. And, and you know, before even getting into the Chicklets Cup, just so much love to those boys. I mean, they yeah. we we you look at this. You know, us coming on and being able to chat with you guys. This whole hockey media space has been such a blast because. It really doesn't feel like there's any competition. Yeah, it's, oh it's just it's very much a rising tide lifts all ships situation. And those boys have been so welcoming to us from the from the get go. Yeah. So then going to the cup, being able to share some time with them in Buffalo, which is such a blast. What yeah. a town! And then what unreal. a party! Oh god! Oh my god! I'd never been there. It was Buffalo is the oh, best. It's unreal. And, uh, yeah, just what a what a party they put on the whole thing. You know, Riverworks down there in Buffalo is such a perfect venue for it. Yeah. But just the way that the whole Barstool and Chicklets crew just shows out for everybody. It's yeah. so well organized. But we did love the, uh, you know, you get there and actually G said something to us that was really funny. Uh, we were sitting at the welcome drinks and he he came up to us and he goes, you know what I think is really interesting is 
we've all been doing this for a long time. And now everyone in this sort of hockey media space, we've all seen each other play hockey at some level at one point, except you two. So <laughs> very curious God, to see dude. what, what, and I was, I was, I, I was drinking a beer and I kind of just like put it down to, and looked at You're Chris like, and I was oh, like, man, I gotta go home. We gotta get I some need rest. A, yeah, I, need a, yeah. I need a Pedialyte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank God we performed and brought home the cup, but uh, <laughs> it was awesome seeing how, you know, that, that combination of, fun and good times and and friendship and then also you step on the rink and people take it seriously oh know? yeah i was i was thought it was going to be way more laid back i just figured people oh, were boozing yeah. on the bench and and chilling when you're playing everyone's drinking after but they want to win the two things for me one um i was worried when we got there because we don't play roller ever we kind of do yeah. now but like i roller is is a different game you know yeah, it's like a big possession different game. game yeah, yeah. Dude, so night guy it's better crazy like by the championship game was the best game we played by far because we were yeah. kind of we kind of got roller by then but game one we were like i don't know, I have no idea what's happening out here <laughs> yeah, so right. that was a fear at the beginning where i was like we might just we might be the better hockey players here our team but we just don't know how to play roller <laughs> so right. we had to we had to bear down on those first ones and two by you Oh, it would be insane to step foot on those ball hockey courts, dude. Yeah. Uh, that is the most dangerous thing. <laughs> oh, we went dude. to watch Viz and the boys, and like it is violent out there, yeah. man. I oh, my God. The the slashing that is going on in the ball hockey is the crazy. I mean, watching watching Terry play and and, and oh, senior yeah. out there screaming, it's just I'm like, good lord, how long much longer can you guys possibly do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like old school hockey oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like like you shouldn't even be allowed a, a you, like, everybody should have to use a wooden stick yeah yeah, yeah. Right? for like, sure just for for extra lumber when you're chopping no, yep no people are blocking either. shots out there dude i was like but the the, no. the best part of riverworks is like the those the rafter seating you've got yeah. people just chirping you all game long it was really beautiful stuff that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> So uh, uh, just a quick question. Maybe we can get into this. You know, um, what? how do you guys feel about the current state of the NHL and, you know, like some trends or kind of teams that kind of jumping at you or maybe disappointing? Some surprises, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Well, first of all, you guys said it earlier, I think, but the uh, it's how fun has it been just the last, you know, three handful of years, whatever, just the young talent in the league yeah. is just a, such a joy to watch. Um you know, kind of Dan and I a little bit, oh, I guess all of us growing up a little bit in like that clutch and grab era. And when I was younger, you know, just the freedom that these guys have. To, I remember, put it this way, I remember being young and sometimes preferring to watch the the UNH games. Like we'd drive down to, to Snively, you know, because like those kids were dangling and put it through people's legs where the NHL was very much like dump it, Jace, get it in the corners. Is Snively what it was called before the wit? I think so, yeah. Was oh, yeah, Live, Lively Snively. Lively yeah. Snively, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Wow, yeah. nice yeah. pull, dude. So, that was good. And now the game, I feel like- I never played in Snively. I'm, I'm yeah. not that old. <laughs> yeah but the the um just the the state of the game now is just everything i've ever wanted you know like from from watching those that young hockey and then we were just talking about it today well actually who would you say is your biggest surprise we were, there's a team we were just talking about earlier which i won't give away yet but well, uh i mean okay then i won't say it uh we were talking about the met earlier so yeah. you can take that the biggest surprises for me are the ducks and the yotes i yeah. i can't believe how uh, both those teams are above 500 right now mm -hmm. and that I just think that their young players are way ahead of schedule. And what's been great though, is I feel like we all do these, 
division predictions at the beginning of the season thinking we've got it all figured out and then teams just come out of nowhere and it's i mean yeah you can get into it but you know the devils being where they are right now is mind-blowing yeah right. the only other one i'd say before we go devils is um the canucks have been super fun yep just because yes. i feel like the on paper they should have been this good the whole time like the last couple yep. of years i was like why are they right. so bad and then yep. now they're just they're doing it i'm like hey there, yep. there we go but yeah the met is a you look at the standings in the met and there's games in hand and it's pretty tight but it, like if you had told me it was going to be rangers by a mile right. canes caps flyers islanders penguins devils i would have bet you a trillion dollars yeah, so yeah. that that has been the biggest biggest shocker for me by far what about you guys yeah and it's interesting because you know i say disappointment would be easy to look at edmonton you know yeah, like get yep. you know two of the best players in the world and you know like goaltending has just been mediocre and but like they just i feel it that they could be you know turn things around very quickly but it's Definitely. It's like frustrating. I mean, to see like frustration from, you know, say McDavid in particular, you don't want to see the best player in the world, you know, kind of not gripping his stick, but just like just not enjoying it because he doesn't have like the surrounding pieces or whatnot. But that would be like the biggest, you know, say disappointment. But I, I like the uh, watching Anaheim. Uh, I had Coach Cronin um, for, you know, 16, 17 World Juniors, and he's just an awesome guy, a guy you want to you know, play for, and he is, he understands how to develop. And so I think that has a lot to do with some of that young talent, like you were saying, being a little bit ahead of schedule. The yeah. California sun's like hitting him good too. He look, he's like <laughs> he's in his sixties, dude. He looks, yeah. he looks like he's like 28. <laughs> he looks yeah. younger. So crazy. He looks I'm, younger. He looks younger now than he did when he was in Northeastern. Yeah. I mean, and he's a nut and oh, you know, yeah. he, he'd be in his suit jacket. He must be and, doing workouts on the beach nonstop. Dude, he was bench pressing 315 in his <laughs> suit and tie before one of the games. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh, Mots, to go back to Edmonton, uh, what you were talking about, there was that clip. I think it might have been one of the games before they, they asked Woodcroft, but the camera cut to Connor and Leon sitting on the bench and Leon just kind of gives Connor a fist bump and it's just the most dejected, mm. you know, downtrodden look on both their faces. And I couldn't agree with you more. Two of the best players in the world, seeing them on a struggling second to last place in the Pacific team is just brutal. It's not what anyone needs. And you wonder how much longer it's going to, going to last. Mots, it Mots, fantasy land. They finish with 35 win, like, you know, under a horrible season, under 500, missed the playoffs. Could you move Leon? this summer like could you be like all right we have to we have to do something this is ridiculous or is that just completely out of the question and i i think it could be out of the question like but i mean you'd have to put it on the table and see what you could get in return you know because you mean, get a haul that's what you i'm saying would. You yeah. Get yeah. An absolute wagon i mean it, it's just, it would be it would be the king's ransom part too if you traded one of those guys right, it's right. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah i mean you just look maybe as as an example you know like eric lindros trade turned quebec slash colorado around you know within a couple of years yeah. you know yeah yep it's my favorite trade of all time yeah no i think i think too and and to piggyback on the edmonton thing like remember mcdavid got hurt earlier in the season and then he kind of like rushed back for that outdoor game right and like yeah, they were yeah, pressing exactly a little right. bit and like i just wonder like if they you know he was obviously feeling it right he was feeling the the, the pressure of like being out and the team not playing well and it's like do you think he just like pushed it a little bit too quick to come back and now it's like you just 
like because something seems a little off, right? Even though, like, you know, he's, he's gonna stop to, he's gonna rip it back up, but I think he came back a little bit too soon, and that affected them. It affected like him a little bit, and it's like if he had just taken his time, kind of like a you know, and how hard is it to tell a guy like Connor McDavid? Yeah, 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 just sit in the stands for a couple extra weeks. Like, we don't need <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? But yeah, while yeah. we keep losing, yeah, yeah while we keep yeah. losing, right? But you just like his competitive nature, if you just like, no, like stick to the timeline timeline like stay stay out for a, another week or two right and it just maybe it would have helped them a little bit but it, it is interesting and i also think like you look at teams like nashville um that like they're really buzzing like you said phoenix they had you know beaten the last five stanley cup champions right like some of those different surprises are really um it's good to see and it's just it goes to show you how like awesome the nhl is and i also like in i know we're all kind of boston you know we're boston guys here too but like the bruins have surprised me how good they've looked right they really completely have, agree. monty is just an unbelievable coach like he he's just has the guys buying in and they're just you know marshawn's obviously phenomenal but they're just they're just good right and they're getting goaltending and it's like i i was kind of surprised how good of a start that they have. And I think like even a lot of people around here were kind of like, well, is this for real? You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, uh, credit to you, Dan, because you, well, you didn't have him this high, but you had him higher than me. I, in our preview, had him, I think in the five seed in the Atlantic, just because I was like, you lost too much leadership up the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and the goalies are great. Goalies and defense is still phenomenal. And Monty is amazing. And that's yeah. why they're doing it. But dude, could not agree more mind-blowing start from yeah. the beast and I, I will say we had uh swayman on this summer and yeah listen to it he seems awesome by dude the way. he he is since he seems like not a not a goalie no yeah. he's like and a normal dude he's a no, totally normal dude and not not boosting it at all he's truly at this point become like a very dear dear friend mm. and listening to the way he talks about the game about the team and just his mindset uh that was when i was like oh the bruins are fine because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Omar came into his own, and then I think there were some quote unquote question marks on Swayman because he hadn't really been in the driver's seat yet. I was like, oh my god, he if the bees don't at some point this midseason, because he's on that one year deal, yeah. lock him up for eight years, they are out of their minds. But I have no doubts that they will because he is such an impressive person. And something like that, it's like you you know, you look at these great teams. The one thing they have in common is great goaltending. So as long as the Bruins have that, I, I think they will continue to be this good. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, and that rookie Potter is like really impressed me too. You know, like totally. This, what and what a win that was, right? Just oh. I mean, like simple things like he's protecting pucks, and then he's you know stopping on pucks and good sticks, and you know, you know he's going to have his growing pains, but he's been a really you know surprising yeah, value surprise. out there. Yeah, Pleasant. yeah, such a breath surprise. of fresh air. It's cool too. Dan said to me the other day. The bees, as Bruins fans, the bees haven't had a super young, really exciting guy in a while. Like Pasta's unbelievable, but he's like twenty. What did you say, twenty eight now? You know, yeah. Chucky's pretty young still, but it's fun to have a guy where you're like, oh boy, this right. this might be fun for fifteen years. You know, that yeah. type of feeling. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, top three guests that you guys have had on the pod. Oh God, killer. <laughs> Ty killing me. <laughs> killing me. Um, this, I, I, this one's so tough because like we might just mentioned with sway, it's like when, when friendships start coming into it, it's, yeah. it's brutal. Um, I will say sway, no question about it. Um, 
Tyler Toffoli, no yeah. question about yeah. it. Another one, just, you know, one of the best guys in the world. Great, great, great friend now. Um, and then, God, it gets brutal after that for me. Um, okay, some knee jerks for me are McAvoy. Yeah. And I'll say that great. because, too, he was so early. We were so new to this. He did not have to come on. Mm -hmm. And they were out here. They just done the Winter Classic. And they had their rookie party the night before he came for us. Oh, so he God. was he was, <laughs> he was was limping in here, boys. But he <laughs> he showed up and gave oh, us a such a great interview. And, and um. And great intel. You know, he was telling stories about Chara and Berg, you know, so that, yeah. that was just so appreciated. That was amazing. My, I'll, I'll give my, I want to give, can I, I'll, I'll give my third and then also an honorable mention. This might, <laughs> this might be a uh, recency bias, but we just had Brady Kachuk on and oh, Brady is just yeah, yeah. the yeah, best. He's the yeah. best guy ever. He's so funny. He's so down to earth. Doesn't take himself too seriously. And then is also, you can tell, you know, just the utmost professional and such a good captain. And my honorable mention, uh, giving shout outs to Trevor Moore because <laughs> yeah, Morsey's he, killing it. Morsey is, you know, he's killing it, having such a great year. And you want to talk about just genuine, good, good person to look no further than Trevor Moore. So yeah. it's just unreal seeing him having this breakout season. That's great. Yep, that was that was fantastic. Um, let's see who else. Oh, you know who I actually had a blast with? I always list this one as um, a surprise, and not because I just didn't know much about him. Was um, Kirby Doc came on from the mm. Habs? Yeah, super young kid, but was just so so put together. Funny, had some too. awesome stories. Was just goofing around. You could tell how much he was loving being in the league, which is so inspiring to me. And I hope listeners that are just like, that's what it's about. You know, it's a business, and it's easy to forget. But just seeing his passion and joy for just playing hockey with a bunch of twenty year olds, yeah. I was like, man. Amazing. But but you know like like we always say and truly I mean this and you guys know hockey guys are the best people in the world yeah so it's yeah. just every single person who's come on has been so amazing for giving us their time and just sharing some of the best stories and they're all just such beauties it's amazing yeah it is fun to be you know a part of being able to still stay in the game a bit and just chat to current former coaches whatever it is and just kind of get their take on you know their stories and. You know, just maybe their path or whatever, but then you get the good stories as well. Maybe more in the green room than you know on the PG <laughs> yeah. Parties, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mons, well, do we have to end this right now because they didn't even mention KY. KY uh, was on the show. True, like, dude. True. Like, yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, I, I, like he I totally teed that. you up. Dude, I yeah, might have yeah. to call him right now and be like, oh, that's yeah, actually such a melt. Yeah, we have to face that <laughs> right now. Honestly, that you know, because Keith has done the the fun NHL network work stuff with us, and he made an yeah. awesome video for us. I think I've blocked out that he was even a guest because I think of him as such a just member of the. Well, crew that's what I was gonna now. say. You forget because we've done other videos. Like I was about to say, I follow because I was like, oh, he was a blast. But I was like, oh, that wasn't actually the pod. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you yeah, kind yeah. of forget which but one Keith, was the pod Keith, as I backpedal to come. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, great well, cover truly, up, guys. Yeah. Keith's just a buddy now. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. think of him as a podcast guy. Any big uh, trips planned? Like, like, what do you guys? got on tap for the rest of the nhl season i guess dude crazy run coming yeah. up actually yeah yeah. We're, yeah we're heading to vegas i think in a week or so here to do just a couple of things have a couple of guests coming on and um then we'll oh, be what about what about the nh did they just say t that the nhl draft's going to be at the the sphere at the sphere yeah that's gonna Insane. be insane going to oh, be yeah, that'll be wild um so we'll do vegas then uh we'll be in seattle for winter classic and then uh, Nashville. Nashville, we got a cool thing with BetMGM that we're doing down there. Um, some stuff with the Preds, and then we'll be in Toronto for All Star. So, yeah, it's a whirlwind. This season is oh, going to so be a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, it's fun. all over. Yeah, no, yeah, it should be good. 
It's uh, it's always funny, you know. You talk about travel like that, and you want to be like, "Oh man, it's a grind." But then you say the cities that you just name, and it's yeah. like, ah, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah. I mean, it's not like some of the minor league cities I played in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the bus trips. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh well that's great boys i mean keep up the good work uh hopefully we can all get together at some point here we don't have anything really crazy planned with our uh you know kids schedules and and all that stuff but hopefully we can uh we can get out and i i think keith might be heading out to the winter classic you have 15th favorite uh guest yeah yeah let him know in person i wouldn't put him that high yeah 15s are reach yeah how many yeah i was gonna say you guys have done what 65 or so episodes so yeah 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 put him in put him in the top 50 yeah he's got there for sure the boys will be back though um soon i was gonna say we're gonna be coming home to boston for the christmas time so i think we all get together for sure oh yeah definitely definitely great. we'll do something in person for sure that'll be a blast well this has been great much you got anything else we've taken enough of these guys time. i know no just keep up the great work boys and you know just keep snapping it around the empty netters right yeah absolutely Love it. they all count much and thank you boys this is so much fun we'll you know we got to do this more often come on anytime. definitely yeah no this is great we could uh we could sit here all night that's for sure so we'll uh <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have to do a part two coming up soon yes. or, or we'll We'll jump over to your side of things, but great work. Love what you guys are doing. Uh, This is a blast, and uh, thanks for joining us. Right back at Thanks for having us, boys. All right. See you guys. Later. That interview was brought to you by Colony Grill. One of the hardest things about traveling for hockey tournaments is deciding on a place to eat, but it's really a no-brainer. Colony Grill is home to the famous hot oil pizza in one-of-a-kind razor-thin crust. It's comfortable, friendly, and run by hockey people, so there's always a game on. If you're heading down I-95 in the Connecticut, Westchester area, or in Maryland, Virginia, or Florida, there's probably a Colony Grill close by. Bring the team in, order it to the hotel, or even pick up a steaming hot pie on the way to the ice. You'll agree, Colony Grill lives up to the hot oil hype. To find the nearest location near your next drink, go to colonygrill.com. A buddy of mine was down in New York City last week for work, and he sent me a picture of his Colony Grill setup on the way home, and I was very, very jealous. <laughs> Night, like for himself, solo mission, a monster hot oil pie and a cheese. I'm like, dude, you got to bring me some home. Like that's just not even fair. Yeah, a little bit selfish, but that's all very right. selfish. I figured like we don't even live that far apart. He could have dropped one off in my house, but whatever. <laughs> whatever that's on him i would have done it for uh for, for anybody else but hey, you're hey. a giver <laughs> exactly uh that interview was also brought to you by sparks sparks is the at home or on the road skate shop and the machine head over to sparkshockey.com use by mots for 50 dollars off your Sparks sharpener sparks is the at home skate shopping is shopping machine that will never fail it's the gift that keeps on giving for all hockey players and parents convenient easy to use and will save you a ton of money in the long run with sparks you get an accurate shopping every single time again sparkshockey.com and order your machine today yeah i gotta buzz my wheels i'm gonna be skating a little bit uh towards the end of the week nice get some holiday skates yeah so it's gonna be be pretty good you know i gotta make sure the yeah the, you, you the wheels are buzzed up 
Yeah, absolutely. Great interview with uh, you know Chris and Dan Powers. That was uh, that was a blast chatting with them. I love how they just right off the rip just buzzed <laughs> buzzed your tower off. Uh, you know, talking about the family man and uh, you know, but the, the also some great great things. Some some prep school uh, mm-hmm. conversations. Obviously, you know everything that they have going on in terms of podcast, movie directing, like, you know, writers, all that type of stuff. It's, uh, you know, a little Lenny Dykstra action, like that talk about a blast from the past, but, uh, and, and, and everything else to do, like Chicklets Cup and everything. So it's, uh, it, pretty good. Some amazing stories with those guys. Yeah. And we get to, uh, follow up with them. I think they're going to be out here relatively soon. So trying to uh, meet up in person and, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun just chatting and yeah, I still f- feel that family man is a, christmas movie so no, you I'm, definitely i, 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 I think I, so jersey Jer, jersey shore even sent us a picture of uh an underrated christmas movie and family uh the family man was at the top of the list so exactly well hopefully yeah. you can sit down and catch up on it before the holidays you should get the whole family together yeah no it's uh it, it's a good film it's a good motion picture but it was great <laughs> that they just came up came right out of the the rip and just yeah. Yeah, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. All right. It is time for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. Uh, And this, it it came from Jim in Canton, Mass, uh, actually, which is nice. Make sure you head over to myhockeyrankings.com and see where your team stacks up. This was a, it was an article this week. I'm kind of paraphrasing the, uh, the, the question here, but there was an article this week, I believe, by Fluto's, Fluto Mott, say his last name for me. Yeah, the Shin, guy. Yeah. Shinzawa? Fuzawa? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was talking about the benefits, uh, I guess the more the pros and cons of defensemen using bigger sticks. And it related to, in lacrosse, you obviously long, long you, you have a long stick, a pole. So would you... Uh, would you encourage your defenseman to use the longest stick possible? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I would want a little bit of a longer stick. It increases your reach, stick on puck, but handling the puck, sometimes it's not that easy, right? You can work in by your feet. You know, you're, you're constantly like, I think it's personal preference, right? But I don't right. think you can totally you know, tell someone that maybe if it's too short, that's one thing. Like, you know, you got to lengthen it a little bit, but you don't need some pole, long pole to be an effective stick on puck defenseman. Um, that, that's my opinion because, you know, you, you're handling the puck just as much as you're defending at times. So you want to have kind of a nice balance between, you know, controlling the puck with, you know, a, a stick that's appropriate in size. And then, you know, if you can lengthen it a little bit and like though, as you get into it, you know, those like half inch, you know, increments are huge. Right. You know, like, you know, for feeling and, and you know, just maybe like the the handling of the puck is, is what I always would um, worry about. So I, I don't think it, you would for, you should force anyone. I think at the the biggest thing is handling pucks in tight is obviously going to be more of a challenge. So anything in tight in your feet is going to be definitely a big like potential issue so mm-hmm. i would hear on you know I, I always love the wayne gretzky story about my brother and i'm sure i've told it before but he had a really long stick leaving prep school and then up in in the queue for a year and i think it was his first training camp and wayne gretzky basically called him into the office and told him if you want to play here 
cut your stick down to your uh, <laughs> toe, about your nose, and yeah. and that was it. Uh, that was that was the end of the long twig for for <laughs> KY. So it, it all it took was the great one, but I think it was for him. It was it was better for puck handling and passing and and things like that. There are some benefits, I think, taking up room, penalty killing. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you had a PK stick and a so that's like, what, it's did, kind did of guys funny. do that? I just well, thought of that. I just um, added my own. I had my own little uh, my hockey rankings question of the week. My daughter Brooke had a game uh, on Sunday, and she played D the first and the third, and played forward in the second. And after the game, she came out, and one of her sticks was like three inches shorter than the other one. I'm like, is that your forward stick? <laughs> and she's like, God, oh, Dad, I, no, I just no, Dad, I, I just grew, grew. and then <laughs> bought me a new one. <laughs> so but she uh i think she used the longer one uh both but yeah it was cool to see uh you know a little versatility she got some right. chances and i loved it but um yeah that that's funny they knew this is a question but i definitely asked her that after the game so it was it was great do you think that anybody does that potentially i think so i mean i'm trying you were, to think can you recall playing with anybody that would swap out sticks when they were going on the pk i, I dave reed I didn't play with him, but I think he had really PK stick. Wow! I, mean, I have to look it up. Old school Titan too for Dave Reed to Great match his, shot to match his flat top <laughs> that he's still rocking. I know it's great. Looks uh, like he just got out of West Point. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting question. I, I think it would be a little bit different because, like you said, those little increments of stick height when you add them. So if you ever were to switch back and forth during games, yeah, I think that would it, it would kind of be tough. But I can see some of the benefits, but I think similar to what you said, that personal preference and what you can handle. You don't need a, a, a major long stick to be an effective player. Uh, I know you know guys like Matt Grill, so like I think on on his skates – He's about at his nose, um, which is, you know, a little taller that we suggest for younger kids, but it's probably something that he's incrementally built over time and being a, you know, an under five, I'll call it a five ten defenseman. It's probably the best option that he can get away with to get a little bit of extra reach out there. Yeah. And also it, it does affect the, the lie of the stick according to how tall it is. Right. So you know, dealing with things, you know, pucks in by your feet, like we were talking about, but also shooting, you know, sometimes yes. the long, longer stick can be beneficial in passing, but uh, sometimes a shot can be affected by it. Um, I know, I know the lie was definitely my problem. Why I had a muffin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's, it's a big part of it. It was a piece, you know, that and the, the fact that you had the old school heel curve and right. it was a one twenty flex. Compared to what these guys are using now. Exactly. Just no clue. No clue whatsoever. But no, good question. Uh, I think it's really, you know, it it is. It's personal preference, but it's good. I like to kind of beat that type of stuff up for sure. Yeah, that's great. That's good Uh, stuff. Thanks, Jim from Canton. Before we uh, let everybody go, I wanted to just give a quick shout out and thank everybody for my nephew and, you know, my sister and her husband. Uh, our family's going through a little bit of uh, a tough time. My, you know, four-year-old nephew and godson Owen is, uh, you know, he was diagnosed with leukemia a couple of weeks ago and uh, they're fighting it. They're at Children's Hospital every day and, you know, we've been back and forth quite a bit um, and, and, you know, we 
put out the GoFundMe page, and I know Wit got it out there and tweeted about it. There's been a ton of people that have uh, been so generous, and you see different, you know, hockey names or random people just texting you and asking for the link, and uh, it's really uh, appreciative. They're uh, they're doing well. They're taking it day by day, and they're you know, little Owen's a fighter, and and along with uh, you know. Lauren and Bobby, they're uh, you know they're, they're grinding every day out, and it's it's not easy, but um, you know hopefully it's uh, you know everything's gonna gonna work out. So I just really you know again it's personal you know things and you know but it was put out there, and I just really wanted to to thank everybody, and I know my my family uh, really appreciates all that uh, the the support. Uh, it's 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 not an easy thing, but we'll uh, we'll definitely get through it. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Uh the family and big Owen. He's a fighter. Like you said, he's a battler. He's going to be back on his feet in no time. You know, he's just a great kid. So absolutely wish him the best. Yeah, no, much appreciated. Uh, thanks to everybody for, uh, for listening as usual. Thanks to all the advertisers. Uh, thanks to the, you know, Chris and Dan from the empty netters podcast had a blast talking with them. Hopefully everybody enjoyed happy holiday season here from the rink shrinks. Make sure you catch up on your last minute shopping. And, uh, once again, this show was presented by bet online and it is time to cue the rink shrink shuffle. jersey.